Ladies and gentlemen, coming down the aisle from East Harlem, New York, weighing in at Mind Your Fucking Business, the host of the Yup, I Like Wrestling podcast, Sonny Sofrito. Greetings from Parts Unknown, my name is Sonny Sofrito, and today I am joined by... The greatest general manager in Yapalak wrestling history. And I'm also joined today by... Scott Yeager from the Challenge Mania podcast. Yeah, what's up, buddy? It's great to have you on today, Scott. It's been a minute. We've been talking about doing this for a while. And uh, welcome. Welcome to our dysfunctional little family. I've been coming to your pay-per-view parties for several several years. Never have I come to one of these to just hang out with you and your co-host and record a podcast in the attic. So this is a pleasure. Yeah, well, this attic is called Parts Unknown. So, Oh, yeah. I won't tell anybody. First yeah. of all, back up. That was the greatest intro this podcast has ever gotten. Thank you. Ever since I p- produced the last one. Let's like, see who drew number two. Who is this person next to me, Sonny? Who is this? Who is this person? So, aside from being the co-host... Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Aside from being the host... Nah, you can call me the co-host, because my host was actually on the challenge, and I'm just a challenge viewer slash comedian slash wrestling fan from Stanford, Connecticut. So, he's the host. I'm the co-host. Oh, okay. So, the co-host of Challenge Mania podcast which is a podcast for fans of mtv's the challenge if you've ever watched the challenge on mtv it's an amazing competition show which i'm gonna throw to scott i don't get paid by the challenge so in no way do you need to go and watch the challenge but if you guys already do watch the challenge you should check us out we're on itunes you can go to challengemaniapodcast.com to get us on spreaker if you don't watch the challenge already you don't have to Let's talk some wrestling, Sonny. Let's do this. All right. All right. Well, one little tidbit I'm going to mention. Check out their interview with The Miz. It was actually fucking awesome. Oh, I see what you did there. We did I have. The, oh, it was. Did. Yeah. And I trust me, I used that pun about five times. We did. have. So as you guys do know, The Miz ha- got his start on the challenge and the real world. So we had The Miz on a few months ago. And for you wrestling fans out there, which this is 100% of you, I turned it into a de facto wrestling podcast. So in fact, you will enjoy it probably more than a strictly challenge fan would have enjoyed it. But to anybody in New York City that does watch the challenge, we're doing a viewing party over the East End Barn Grill on September the 4th. We're watching the final reckoning. We have Devin Simone as our guest. And all all we ask is that you RSVP to ChallengeManiaPodcast at gmail.com. Other than that, come and watch the challenge for free with us, just like you come and watch pay-per-views for free with Sonny and with Teddy and with Wilkins and everybody here. I, every time you guys have a party, I have the time of my life. It's the only reason my wife likes me watch wrestling is because I brought her to one of these, and she's like, okay, I get it. So you're doing God's work, my friend. Well, let me tell you something real quick. I've never watched The Bachelorette. But I watched it because no, of you good. and your and because of you and your wife and your wife. My, I mean, that's lady, how we got you. My lady watches it all the time. But here's the thing: they did a fantasy league for the Bachelorette. That's okay. a thing. And we, me and Allison, literally got into that shit so hardcore that we were like, she, she would be like, "Did you do your picks? I, I didn't do my picks. Can you do my picks for me? I, this is who I want." And yo, dude, it was it was legit. Like we you were actually sat there and watched. The Bachelorette. Every yeah, week. dude. Every that week. the height of desperation. Yeah, but you know what? I'm super competitive. <laughs> and, 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 That's and, all you need. And you know what? I think we would have we would have ranked a lot higher had we not missed the first week. That's fine. You know what? It's beginners. You know, beginners reverse of luck. But here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, definitely. Was. We're we're you know 
as like you know sports fans here all we need is a little bit of stakes so you tell us there's a competition a bunch of guys trying to win the heart of a girl a bunch of girls trying to win the heart of a guy we could care less you tell us we could win 25 bucks and we're like sign me up i'm in i'll decide what happens every week bunch of lonely desperate horny people looking for love scott please (laughs) yeah but you know what it's such a train wreck that it's kind of fun to watch it's such a train wreck you know what's so sad that people be like yo did you watch raw i'm like not yet (laughs) because <laughs> I'm like, I don't watched tell the me you were watching The Bachelorette instead of Raw. He's got more skin in the game. Sunny, <laughs> well, I it would could, storm off in But dude, minutes. I was spending time with Allison, so it was. Don't it was, you it was, bring it was, that beautiful woman into this, into your web of lies? Don't do this, Sonny. To the Bachelorette. I've lost what little respect for you I had. Let's be honest, Raw's bad. So it was weeks. Bachelorette. Oh yes, it's terrible. Raw is pretty bad. There's sometimes I don't even watch. We we actually since we got married, we got married in February. Shouts to my beautiful wife Lindsay. We actually took a season or two off of the Bachelor Bachelorette, and there are times where I wish we were still watching it because Raw is so bad. So I'll just say oh. that. Yeah, it, there there are moments like that. It happens. Yeah, yeah it's true. So am I the only one who likes Raw at this table? I'm, and you know what's no, funny? You're the only person that likes it Raw. <laughs> oh, sunny. We do a thing on my podcast that I, I suggest you steal from us, which is the like Hot 97 air horn that I stole from them. That bam, 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 bam. Oh, yeah, yeah. And anytime someone says something like, you're the only one who likes it raw. <laughs> I just bam, 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 bam. We, we actually do it, but we, we don't we have a live person who does we, that. We, exactly. We, we, listen, man, we spend, was it thousands of pennies? Thousands of pennies. Shout out to Ruby. Where is Ruby, Sonny? Yeah, I, dude, I don't know. I, got a, I saw him on Instagram today, and I, and I just I liked the picture, and that was it. He I won't, he won't I mean, answer I'm, any of my phone calls in the middle of the night. Yeah, but that's because it's middle of the night. He keeps saying, new phone, who dis? I don't know what that means. But <laughs> hey, <don't> answer. <laughs> new phone, who dis? At, at least he didn't say, nueva, <laughs> nueva teléfono. Get it, get it. <laughs> oh, I love French. So, gentlemen, Fucking shall guy. we do it? Wait, no, we've got some news first off. Yes, we do. Um, before we actually jump into our news, there is a GoFundMe for a very great cause that Teddy's going to about to announce. Well, Sonny, thank you for that. There is a GoFundMe account, and it's going to do some good. It's going to send a bunch of inner-city uh, kids from Patterson, New Jersey, to Six Flags Great Adventure. So any of you who want to help out, or if you know where I can get a good deal to send these kids to Six Flags, go to my Facebook page, because there's a video of me up. And um, yeah, I would really appreciate that. Thank you, Sonny. Yeah, now that's a really great call. Is the one positive thing about you that... Uh... Oh, Sonny. The order of these mozzarella sticks is pretty positive. I'm going to throw one more out there for you right here. Or in parts unknown, are there, is there no food served? And is that breaking no, no, the no, fourth no, no, wall no, no. again? No, no, we, we, we actually have uh, take out, uh, we have delivery service of parts unknown. Ah, yeah, caviar. We, yeah, we have a seamless and uh, stub grub. And they run it in like, like Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, Got shout it. out to the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> they, they, sh- they shake the, knock- the knocker on the door. Before <laughs> we get into the news and the raw notes, I just want to say something you said, Teddy, which is, am I the only one who likes raw? I will be honest. I was writing down my notes and like my predictions and stuff, and I found myself like three times in a row like having the note like, and I hate this and this and that. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to be that angry wrestling fan who, when you're done listening, you're like, does that guy even like wrestling? So my goal for this podcast is to find the positive in all this. All right? Let's get these hands. Oh, yeah, so so basically, you, you're going to be babyface this entire episode? Oh, that's good. You know what it is? I think it's going to be like a mid-match turn, similar to Mania 13, Austin and Brett. Shout out to that match. We'll see what happens. Shout hopefully, I'm not as rattlesnake. Hopefully, I'm not as bloody as Stone Cold was at the end of that one. There's a joke in there that I can't think of. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm making a pig of myself with these mozzarella sticks. Speaking of pig, 
HOG. What's going on at HOG this weekend, Sonny? So, yeah, House of Glory is doing a show out at the New NYC Arena out in Jamaica, Queens. It's going to be a really live event. If you're big into indie wrestling, you got to definitely check it out. You're going to have talent like LAX is in the house, Sonya Strong, Low Key, Amazing Red, among a whole lot of others. Plus, they have Austin Aries going to be there and the real one, a.k.a. Enzo Amore How in the house. How you doing? Exactly, dude. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a kind of a tight show over there, man. Um, I'm actually hoping I can make my way out there, hang out with all the people. We're gonna have uh, Mr. Roger Adams over there hanging out. Oh, Roger, representing. Yep, I like wrestling, and uh, I'm hoping to make it there if I can make it there in time. You know, hopefully I won't have no. Uh, if he's not there, don't judge him though, guys. Yeah, it, it all depends. Saying. Yeah, he's basically. setting it up right now. If you I'm, don't see him. He tried. So we'll see. So that's Friday night? Yeah, but that's not the only thing that's going on Friday night. What, what else, else is, is happening on Friday night, Sonny? Peter Rosenberg, David Shoemaker, and Stat Guy Greg, they're doing a show over at Sony Hall. It's the Cheap Heat Live. It's going to be a good time. Rosenberg's been teasing this thing, saying he's got two special guests. Without telling me who they are, we don't want to ruin that. If you do know who they are, he's been saying they're future WWE Hall of Famers. You know who they are. Is he using that term loosely? Is he saying that, you know... No, nah, they're, they're going to be legit Hall of Famers. They're not Hall of Famers yet, but... But I'm not pretty- in a Godfather way? Like, the Godfather, when he became a Hall of Famer, technically is a Hall of Famer, but that didn't then retroactively make every mid-carter who had a good oh, no, entrance no, 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 a Hall no. of Famer. Sandman will not be a Hall of Famer now oh, because Godfather was a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, it's... They got some legit surprises that are going to be coming through. God, it's not Mark Henry. No offense, love Mark Henry, but we get it that you well, guys are friends well, the thing now. is that Mark isn't, is, is already a Hall of Famer, so he wouldn't right. apply. But I have a feeling that Mark might actually be there... Anyway, so, I've been to a cheap eat live at the Highline Ballroom. Yeah, I was there. Remember, it was and you got you got a shout out. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah, expect I you to get another one. You better be there. I'm, uh, if you're not, I, that'll be very awkward. But 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 that's the thing. If I'm trying to see, you're trying to go to House of Glory. You're trying to go to Cheap Heat. I'm really trying to to do both. But my work schedule sucks. Right. So it's like it's it's almost like a Sophie's choice. You know, wasn't it, that having to choose between a child's life and something other important? It was, it was, it was, uh, it was something really the, between important the, between the son and the daughter. Which one? Right. So yeah. it's like really important life decision. And yeah, you're comparing it, that to should wow. I go to a live podcast wow. or an indie show? Yeah, yeah. Okay. A very high opinion of yourself. Mr. Hopefully, Sophie. nobody with like Whoa, serious life went, problems is listening. Opinion of myself or opinion of the wrestling activities going on this week? Hundred percent. No, no, of yourself. I said it right the first time. Hey, okay. hey. But good luck with that, Sophie. Good luck with that. <laughs> good luck, good with, luck that. with that, so, that so your Friday night is jam-packed. Almost as jam-packed as my yeah. Friday night will be. Um, anything In happening Newark? on Saturday? Shout out to Newark. Boys, are you doing anything on Saturday? I mean, I'm going to the NXT show, but oh. I'm getting there when the show starts. You guys are getting there a bit early, though, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the Macho Man. Exactly. We're going to be out there. At Barclays Center, filming new episodes of Yep on the Street. What? My yep. show's coming back? Yes, it is. Oh, my. Episode four. Oh, I'm excited. Do I actually have to be there? Can I do it via satellite from a living room? What the fuck, bro? I'm going to bring a, a freaking iPad and just have you... And AC and just put you next to people? I'm glad you're thinking outside the box. Thank you. Thank you for that. I've done it Thank before. You. Yeah, no, no. That's not I'll happening. I'll allow it. No, it's not happening. Come on, man. I got a busy Friday night, too. Yeah, How about we Skype me in, yep, on the street? <laughs> Wait. You think I got money for CGI? Oh, that's true. 
Sofrito. Spanish for cheap. All right, fine. I'll be at the Barclay Center. Look for the guy in the fur hat. Exactly. Fur hat and a t-shirt. That's right. So NXT, yep on the street. What happens Sunday again? I feel like I'm missing something oh, else you this know weekend. What, what else happens we, this weekend? We, we actually forgot NXT viewing party at Legends. Because <gasps> you you're not going to be there. We will not be there. Yeah. Or are you going to be there? So every year for NXT, I seem to kind of luck my way into free tickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You know how why that, that is? Can I tell you why that is? True story. Because I'm Sunny Sofrito. No, because the first year they did NXT here, they thought, "Oh, should we do Hammerstein Ballroom? Should we do you know where should we go?" And they went and they did the Barclays Center, and they were scared they weren't going to sell it out. They had plans to black it out. What were they going to do? And it sold out instantly because it was the first time. Ever since then, the thing doesn't come close to selling out. Did you get free tickets the first time? Dude, I got free tickets for the past three years. Every, the, every time? But, but, okay. but, dude, it was, but, no, it's the weirdest thing how it happens. First time it happened, I'm standing in front of Barclays. We're actually giving out some flyers for our SummerSlam viewing party like we're doing this year, SummerSlam viewing party at Legends. But I'll get to that in a and second. And Triple H came up to you and said, hey, son. No, no, no. I had some dude that was like, hey, my boy who was supposed to come here, I got his ticket, but he's flaking. I have an extra ticket. I don't want anything from it. You could take it if you want. And I was like, dude, are you sure? He was like, yeah, yeah don't worry about it. I, I just don't want it to go to waste. So I was like, all right, thank you. By the way, I don't remember your name, but thank you again for that. That was awesome. So we it's ended funny up. funny that he doesn't realize he was being his own. Did you see that? He doesn't, he yeah. doesn't get it. He didn't yeah. get that. I don't want anything from this. Yeah, just you and me. You didn't get that, did you? See, night. you didn't know me back then. You, I would have told you you were being his own. Son. Well, you know what? I ended up not going to the seat because I ended up. You're lucky. Yeah. You're yeah. lucky. Yeah, I actually ended up going to like another area and watching it from that area and have better better view of the. Of the you really screwed that guy out of Very that lucky. experience because yeah. the seat was in his lap. I assure you, yeah, you are lucky, Sonny. You yeah, are lucky. I, you well, know how many tickets I've given out guy, at Barclays? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, and if the guy didn't show up, you'd be furious. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're a, you're a cock block, aren't you, Sonny? Look at you. Wow. Wouldn't that be a cock tease? So that's cock how you tease, get free tickets. Thank you. Like outside <laughs> of the arena. Because I thought you meant like you get the hookup every year. No, no, no. Not was, you hook up every year. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. No, no. No, he just bats his eyelashes and people throw tickets at him. Oh, those old things? I didn't bat no eyelashes. You batted some. That's where Tara got it from. I was you, you fucking standing there, bro. Oh, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. the next year had another friend that ended up getting tickets from wherever they got the tickets from. <laughs> They're like, hey, we got extra tickets. I was like, oh, cool. I had a ticket to go inside. But before I went inside, somebody else did the same exact thing. Hey, mm-hmm. I got two extra tickets. Not doing anything with it. You can have them if you want. And I was like, all right, cool. And I just walked off. You're a bit of a flirt, sir. I, how am I flirting? It was dude. It goes back to my point, you, though, that NXT, and I mean this very – look, I love NXT. I've, bought, I've gone to – they've done – this is the fourth one I've been to. This will be my third. So I only sat out one year of it. I love it. But that being said, it is not a Barclays Center sellout attraction. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So people – because but it is the easiest one to get tickets to. So wrestling fans like us, we buy the tickets. Yeah. We invite our friends. They end up bailing three days exactly. before because they're like, who the fuck is Johnny Gargano? And yeah. then and then they then they'll flash forward. We're out, outside the Barclays Center trying to give tickets to some random guy with nice eyelashes. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's what happens yeah. every Jesus year. Christ. Even though I love it, you love it, we're all going. But that's why you're getting the free tickets is all I'm saying. The, the funny thing is that when I got those extra free two free tickets, I ended up giving it to a couple that was just walking in the area. And, like, Painful. Him and his wife, they both gave me a hug. They were like, oh, thank you so much. This is so cool. Then, 
last year, did the Mark Henry event. My boy Tommy, shout out to Tommy Drinks, Tommy Moriello, my dude. He was like, hey, I got a suite at Barclays. If you want to go watch uh, NXT after, more than welcome. Actually took Allison to a wrestling show. Oh, my. Yeah. Do tell Allison I miss her, please. I will. But, dude, the thing that was How so funny. That she liked it. In the suite. In the suite. Hard Be- to not like anything. I've been to an exactly. NFL preseason game in the suite, and it's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's the only reason why. Because, like, I've told her, hey, you want to go to a show? It's like. Is it in the oh, suite? Yeah, exactly. Is it sweet? No. no. Nah, I'm good. I'll stay home. Oh, yeah. You two are <laughs> bougie Puerto Ricans. Like, yeah, yeah. That's true. That is our nickname yes, on the low. Nickname. The bougie Boricuas. Oh, is it a suite? Oh, okay. I'll we are the bougie Boricuas. I will, I, will be, I will be straight up about that. Which um, one of you is Primo? And which one of you is Epico? <laughs> Shout out to the Colognes. Those are the words and opinions of Scott oh. Yeager. And they do not represent Sonny Sofrito and Yepa Like Wrestling. Hold on, hold on. Let's take it back a notch. Wasn't that the name of that tag team, the Bariquas? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you just totally made the whole connotation that, you know, it had to do with me and Allison. And the, bu- the bougie Boricuas do not tolerate that. Okay. And I'm afraid to be that guy, but no, Los Boricuas were not Epico and Primo. You'll think of El Matadores. Oh. Los Boricuas Savio were Savio Vega. Vega, sir. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to the Attitude Era. But speaking of wrestling, what happened on Raw, gentlemen? All right. Let's go through because I watched Raw. How did the show start? Are we the not, oh, we're Monday not. Night Wrestling Program. How did it start, Sonny? It started with... Um, Mm-hmm. Not so right. You know what? It started with Rhonda mm. giving praise mm. to Natty and her father, and it felt like such a fucking work once she started talking about Natty that it almost felt a little disrespectful. She's not very good on the mic, but before we go any further, let's have a moment of silence for Jim the Anvil Nightheart because, yeah, legend yeah. in this business, shout out to the Heart Foundation, and I know I've given her a lot of shit on this podcast, but Natty... Our thoughts are with you because, you know, we love our parents. So, so all pause, joking aside. So pause for five seconds. Yeah. We wish you well, Natty, and Thank the Hart family. If I can say one thing about Jim Neidhart, that laugh will sit in your brain for years to come. Oh, my God. <laughs> Him dude. and Ted DiBiase, best laughs in the wrestling business. Yeah. You, you will not get two better laughs than those two. But going back to Rhonda, she should never be allowed near a microphone. Ever. Yeah, nah. She does not know how to work the stick, as they used to say at ECW. <laughs> or in Newark. Oh, shout out to Jersey. Um, someone had a good idea about this, which was opening the show with her tributing Nightheart was a good thought. The thing that they then did later, well, in the same segment with her beating up the security guards, good thought. As separate entities, they should have been completely separate segments. Like, why can't we have Rhonda for... You know, the opening segment saying that heartfelt thing to about to Natalie about Jim. And then an hour and a half later, we have the thing with Alexa Bliss. Having it bleed into it, as you said, a little bit inappropriate, I thought, borderline. Because Extremely inappropriate. three hours, and there's only but so much time you can do with three hours, for Christ's sake. Oh, yeah, I agree, gentlemen. I mean, the whole first segment. The best part of that segment is there was a bat flying around the arena. That was the most entertaining part of that segment. Yes, it scared the shit out of Ronda. Yes, best part. Really? Yeah, there's a video of it. There was a bat that actually flew near her, and you see her lip the words, Oh, my God, there's a bat. So, yeah. The, so, is was, that why her acting was actually kind of good? <laughs> with, with she her was being horrified? <laughs> she was legit scared, yes. I, uh, so, I totally agree with you about Ronda having the mic... Although, it's almost at this point when she's not 
petrified and terrible, you're like, oh, wow, this has some legs. Because she's, let's be honest, she's six months into her WWE run here. And she's not any worse than Alexa, Charlotte. Some of these people were six months in. She really isn't. It's just that she's the most famous female athlete I can think of. So we hold her to a higher standard. She's also kind of jumping in cold because she didn't have the benefit of NXT because she was too big for NXT. So it's almost like this is her That's what I mean, yeah. NXT period of her being in the WWE. Right. I'm not talking Charlotte six months into WWE. Yeah. I'm talking this is six mu- equivalent to six months of Charlotte in NXT. No, no, exactly. Know? That's what that's what I mean. I'm done being a fitness trainer, Dad. I'm going to become a wrestler. Woo! Shout out to the flair. Here's a fun thought, though. and Not a fun thought, but an interesting conversation to have. If you were told... Hey, Natalie called Rhonda and said, hey, feel free to... I don't think this happened, but we've heard it in the past where Big Show gave his blessing. Hey, use my dad for this angle. We've seen them use real-life deaths in angles in the past, and they warrant it by saying the person would have wanted it. Paul Bear got used in that angle with CM Punk at WrestleMania, and everyone said... Percy Pringle would have loved this, right? Now, does that make it better? Does that make it more appropriate? Once they pass away, are we supposed to all be like, you know what, maybe they would have wanted it, but let's all be better people? Would it make you feel better about it if you heard that Natty somehow had always said, hey, if my father ever passes away, feel free to use it? I don't think so, and this is the reason why. It was was the way that it was brought across. You blurred the line between real life and the show. My wife was watching it, and she goes, is this really what they're doing right now? Yeah. She asked me, she goes, did this guy really die? Because she had no idea, because she sees it being presented as a wrestling angle. And and I go, no, he really died. And then when it segued into the angle, she's like, wait, they do this? And I had to explain to her, this is the next... You know, instance in a long, illustrious history of WWE using real-life deaths for angles, but as a wrestling fan, I'm used to it. The fact that Nightheart is a part of the Hart family, and the Hart family was always about the business. It doesn't surprise me that he would be fine with this angle. The problem is it's not about the family being okay with it. It's also about the viewer receiving it where they're okay with it as well. Because you have to factor in, you know, yeah, the wrestlers and their families, they understand what it is. It's, it's, making, it's doing business and making money. But at the same time, it's got to be manageable for the audience to receive it that way as well. And I think it was, it was given to the audience in a shit manner. You know, because I mean, because you can't really process it the way not you the should best process it. Yeah. Uh, vessel for it, as you mentioned in Ronda Rousey. She's not necessarily a surgeon when it comes to delivering really delicate copy here. You know, and and Dave Meltzer, shouts to Dave Meltzer, uh, brought this up: is that Ronda? Her she lost her father when she was, I think, eight or ten years old. So she's reading this thing and. You mentioned her doing the best acting she's done in a while. It's because this resonated with her as a person. Even asking her to have to go and do that is kind of messed up, I think. But let's not get on a high horse here. By the way, when it comes to Dave Meltzer, he, he put something out on, on Twitter that that guy Greg had tweeted out. And I'm, I'm really not a fan of him right now. But he kind of makes some real fucked up comments. But what was it? Look up Stack Guy Greg on Twitter. Stack Guy's very anti Meltzer. Yeah, he 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 put something out there, and, and I'm a and big I, Stack Guy Greg fan. Shouts to Greg. What's up, dude? And it's funny because like I actually listened to uh, the clip that he tweeted out, and I was like, Yo, wow, this dude's a dick. What was it? He was talking know? about the uh, he was talking about the iconics, uh-huh. and he made a reference about how the iconics. Um, 
It was kind of sexist. He's not. You know what's funny? He does, I will say. I've been a Dave listener. I'm not going to pretend I've been a reader because, to yeah. be honest with you, I read five books a year tops, let alone a newsletter every year, oh, every week. to listen but to. But that being said, I've been listening to the guy you know, for the last 20 years. He does not do a good job talking about women. I was no, recently... It was uh, we were. I was actually reliving this through Conrad and Bruce Pritchard on the Something to Wrestle with podcast, which is fantastic. I'm sure everybody listening to this knows about it. They were doing an episode on Sable, and those episodes, if you don't know, they read old observers. They quote them yeah. verbatim to get the content for the episode. And Conrad's reading the way Dave is talking about Sable in like 1998, and he's talking about her, not even like the way like a construction worker talks about a woman walking down the street in New York. He's talking about her like a like a journalist on his high horse in his office. Yeah, he was fucked up. Dude. Yeah, it's really it, it's, like you know. I, I heard that episode, and I think I, I don't know. Did you hear that episode, Teddy? Yes, I did. What What did you think of that episode? As someone who absolutely mocks out for Sable, um, it was hard to listen to. But um, I heard all that stuff when she was in her first run, so I knew how much he hated her. But yeah, yeah, he 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 has a thing about women in wrestling. Period. And I'm so, a guy who saw. I, mean, I finally yeah, met a, him. He's a dick. Dude. I met him for the first time last year because I'm a I'm a Dave Meltzer mark. I saw him at. I went to Orlando for WrestleMania last two years ago now, and I was at a uh, was a progress show at noon on a Friday, and I saw Dave standing there watching, and I went up to him and just told him, yeah, I love you know, you're great, I love you. So I'm a huge Dave fan, but that's one way that I do think he could use a little bit of finessing is the yeah. way he talks about women well, sometimes. Well, well, definitely. I mean. I, I used to read Dave Appearance Meltzer. Wise. Yeah, I used to read Dave Meltzer a lot way back in the day. Oh my god. And you know, I just viewed him as a news source. So with any news source, I would consider it a respectable piece of, of you know, news. He's almost too journalistic when it comes to talking about women's appearances. Yeah, well I think now I t- honestly it's to me it's not even too journalistic. It's not even journalistic at all. I think I Personally, I feel it's very dismissive and and insulting the way he, he comes across. Because, I mean, you could be critical without being fucked up. And, and, and the thing is that I've seen some of the stuff he's put out there and it comes off really fucked up. You know, I don't, I've never met the dude personally. I don't know if me and him will get along or whatever, but... He wouldn't. But that's not a knock on either one of you. Yeah, yeah, because I, I know I can be an asshole. But... Moving on, let's let's just talk about some of the matches that were going on. So we had Ember Moon come out to take on Alexa Bliss into a whole disqualification. And where was Mickey James? I don't know, man. What's going on with her? I don't know, but uh, yeah, Foxy had on a very uh, elaborate <laughs> hat. <laughs> Great uh, line by uh, by what's his name, Corey Graves. He goes, "Why is she dressed like Kale?" Yes. And shout out to Chris Gutierrez in the the Yep page. <laughs> Very funny thing he posted. But yeah, what in God's name was she wearing? I don't know. What was that, Chris said? He said, "Oh, there are a lot of people out there who'd like to smoke what she was wearing." And then he said, "Well, that's not the only thing I'd smoke on Foxy." So <laughs> I, I, I'm sure there was some straight boy humor in there that I don't get. But anywho, uh, I get it. <laughs> where the hell was Mickey James? Like, I, you know, I like yeah, dude, Mickey. Mickey James been gone, bro. I like Mickey, but she wasn't there. But she's on tour at Three Six Mafia. Oh, <laughs> I think Mickey James and uh, uh, Trish Stratus will have a match at the uh, good old women's pay-per-view in October. Oh, Evolution? Yeah, I think that's going to happen. They call Trish each other. versus Lita versus Mickey James three-way dance. Book it, Roger. The three-way move dance? Oh, see, I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. Let's move it along. Speaking of people who we just look at for their bodies and nothing else, Constable, Constable Corbin took oh, on Tyler God. Breeze. 
You know what? I think Fandango being injured may be the best thing to happen to Tyler Breeze. He can finally showcase himself as a singles competitor and stop with that goddamn Yeah, uh, but they squashed the sh- they squashed the shit out of him though. But at least we can see him outside of those stupid vignettes. I love the stage. fashion police. Oh, I me too. I, I was a fan of the fashion police. Oh god. Well, but but I I will say I will say this. Um watching Baron Corbin in the ring, you know what I really wanted? wanted Anything to, else? I wanted to order um a, a, an old fashioned because the dude looked like a bartender at like a trendy at the hot Smith. Spot. Yeah, at the Smith, exactly. So, he, yo, dude, what the fuck is up with him? Just like you know, like someone in the in the food service industry. I, I curse Kevin Wood for putting the idea of a waiter in your head. I really do. He was he wasn't a waiter, bro. He looked like all he needed was the shaker. God. <laughs> is that my Kevin Wood you guys are talking about? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What's up, Kevin? Do you know Kevin Wood? Oh, I, that's how I met Kevin I'm, Wood, do Scott. I, I made Kevin Wood. All oh right, my. so here's my thoughts on Constable Corbett. My least favorite thing in wrestling ever is when someone, particularly someone who doesn't look like they belong in it, gets put in street clothes for no reason whatsoever, like Kane, corporate Kane, or the one time it worked was when they did the thing with the uh, the censorship, right to censor. But when you put someone who has worked their whole life for this body they're this huge guy and then you put him in clothes that like you said they could be any bartender on the street in the east village i hate it i don't care what the reason is i can't stand it and any match you're in i'm done with it teddy but he looks delish okay after that haircut i i don't know this is working this baron corbin is 80 times better than the lone wolf Dot, so dot, so dot, that so so COVID. a fucking haircut just did a few. Sometimes a haircut is all you need to get that second wind, and you have to be you have to. Okay, Sonny, will you you would at least say now he's more entertaining than that lone wolf gimmick he used to do on SmackDown? Can you give me that much? Well, no, he is more entertaining, but that's because they they're giving him more to do. I'll take it. I think flash forward, this will be seen as a transitional, unfortunate period in his career that maybe gets him to that next gimmick that he's bald for. But I don't think this is it. Okay. I don't think constables main eventing any in your houses anytime soon. Well, speaking of people who will never main event, Elias took on a local competitor, Ricky Robert. Go ahead, Sonny. You're the one who salivates all over Elias. Go ahead. I walk with Elias. He is blind over here. Yo, I, I might actually even go to his uh, concert. What? It's a, a cool. I'll, even, I'll even have a, a lighter in my hand. It just sway to the music, bro. Shouts to the WWE for doing that. If you guys don't know, if you live outside of New York City, the Gramercy Theater is a small venue here in New York, but it's a storied one. And they they booked Elias here to play a show at 5 o'clock on Saturday. You know it's so fucking funny? That shit could be empty, and that should be such a win-win situation But it's him. not going to be empty, and that's what's even weirder, is that they're going to get 500 <laughs> marks who spend $25 to go to this. Yeah, I ain't gonna front. I want to go, but we're gonna be filming Yep on the street at Barclays. <laughs> so make sure you come out to us. Moving the train along, and I do use that term loosely. Uh, okay, you and Tara win. I am now a fan of the B team, Sonny. Are you happy now? Told you. Are you Told happy? you. You happy now? Are you happy? Yes, yes, I am a fan. Of- I'm gonna tell you why I'm a fan. Their entrance music reminds me of the Spirit Squad. I don't know. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. it, it kind of does. B-T, B-T, go. Yeah, just reminds me of Nikki, Bobby. Yeah, go ahead. Shout out to Dolph Ziggler's first incarnation of the WWE. Yeah, I like their interest music. And, you know, I'm glad they won. I'm a fan for Elias, and I'm a fan for B-Team. 
Can I, I don't put those two things in the same category, but go ahead, Teddy. What if Arn Anderson managed the revival? Love it. Would I be the only one who came in my pants? Like, could we do well, it? Well, yes, it. but I would also enjoy it. Love I mean, it. Not that, <laughs> but I would enjoy them Shout managing. Shout out to Anonymous. Um, yeah, I mean, there's something that the revival needs to do. They're floundering. But I hate to see such a I hate to see such a solid team flounder. And I think having the enforcer at their ringside could actually just I don't know do something. Hey, it, it do that that little JJ Dillon type of yes. Uh, shout out to JJ Dillon. Yeah. Look at you pulling out a, a, a legend out of your back pocket. Huh, thank you for not calling me old. I feel like there's too many tag teams in WWE and not enough tag teams in NXT for how well NXT treats tag teams. And they're always like, kind of just like putting people together. They do a yeah. tag team tournament, and half of them are like, you know, Frankenstein tag teams. And then here we are. The tag team champions are, do I have this right? The B team and the Bludgeon Brothers? That's a lot of Bs yes. and no As. No As. Closer to Ds. Lock it up. I mean, <laughs> I think the B team is more entertaining than the Bludgeons. Will you agree with me, gentlemen? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, dude, they, there's no personality with the Bludgeons. I mean, they just, it's they're so just old. coming in and just being the shit out of people. I'm never a fan of a team where the gimmick is that we're – the B team or the job squad or whatever actually being the staple of the division. I would love them as an opening match. We win matches you don't think we're going to win. Build up to one accidental title run, but not we're the championship team in the summer. Yo, you know what? We forgot a match. Uh, We forgot about Braun Strowman and Finn Balor taking on Kevin Owens and Jinder Mahal. We didn't forget about it. I was skipping past it, Sonny. (laughs) Jesus. All right, so you know what? Let's skip past it, but I just got to bring up one moment about it. How... He came out and referred to himself as the Meat Castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what the fuck is that? I haven't the foggiest idea. It's a website I loved in the '90s, but <laughs> they went .net and I stopped going. I mean, it's just <laughs> it, it's, it was a hodgepodge. Shouts to MeatCastle.net, oh. by the way. Yo, dude, you know what? If you're listening to us, I want you to give us some traction on our Twitter. Hashtag Meat Castle with your funniest promo you could you got. For Braun Strowman, and we're just gonna take it from there. Jesus, I'm a fan of Dalton Meat Castle from <laughs> Ring of Honor. I thought you were gonna say Dalton from freaking uh, Roadhouse. Can I just say, or I'm sure we'll talk about him later in the in the huge semi main with him and Baron Corbin. But Finn Balor to me is the most criminally un- underutilized talent in the WWE. I retweeted a post you tweeted of him just like kind of sprawled out with his abs in a nice little pose there on Twitter. By the lake, yes. I follow the guy on Instagram, and I'm not even kidding, and I I don't mean this. I'm not even trying to be funny. He's got this like like a physique you don't see very often on a guy that size. He's like a freakishly. Teddy, Teddy, stop sliding. Sorry. No, and I'm I'm saying this because just as a wrestling fan, let's be honest, we watch these people because they look cooler than us, right? Finn Balor, for as small as he is, looks cooler than everyone I've ever met. He's a great worker, to use a Dave Meltzer term. And yet, they, they come out the gate, he wins the Universal title, flash forward to now, and he's you know in these you know stupid tags. He's losing to Baron Corbin on Raw. I'm furious. The guy should be main eventing every pay-per-view, if you ask me. True. Uh, before we move along, Tariq, will you please wipe the drool off your mouth? I, I cannot promise anything. Sorry. So, uh, moving on, let's go on to uh, how Paul Heyman maced the shit out of fucking Roman Reigns. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And on a side note, I just want to make you know make sure I mention Raw should be titled Black People Don't Want to Run because there was first a security guard that was with Ronda who yep. was like, 
Oh hell no! I'm not getting my ass beat up. The one guy who got out alive. Yeah, exactly. That that was like he looked at Ronda and said, "Nah, fuck this shit." And then fast forward to when Roman was after Roman got maced by Paul Heyman, and he had that guy that was trying to clean out Roman's eyes, and Brock Lesnar's music hit. And he said, "Oh fuck this shit," and then he bounced out of the ring. So you know what? If you're ever in a club and you see black people running. Follow that, pe- follow that crowd. Or, or Latinos. Yes, because we, we're, we're not doing yeah. this with you. Yeah, we're if, leaving. If, if, when, when you're from the hood, you know when to run. And if you yes. see, other, see, pub- see other people running, yeah, fuck that shit. We ain't waiting around. We'll find out later on in, yeah. on Twitter, the exactly. news, or whatever. Yes. But, yeah, that was, uh, that was the highlight of that match to me, aside from Roman getting maced. Yes, there was a very Tina Turner type quality to his attack, and yeah, it's in here, Tina. Yeah, it's in here. And I was like, wow, he's been beaten, he's been slapped, he's been thrown off this. Now he's being maced, and I just sat there like, ah, eh, all in a day, like, I just, yeah, no respect for Roman over whatsoever. it. And that is why I say, over it. Roman Reigns is Angela Bassett, and Brock Lesnar is Larry Fishburne. As Ike Turner. Please let this end at SummerSlam. I don't know how much more I can take, son. It's in here, Tina. It's in here. (laughs) (laughs) Moving along, Bobby Roode and Titus Worldwide. Give me a worldwide, Scott. Give me a good worldwide. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby Roode and Titus Worldwide took on Mojo Raleigh and the Authors of Pain. I'm not going to do my normal shtick about the Authors of Pain running a train on well, me. Well, so dude, relax. you had them and Mojo Riley on the same team. I know. That. I'm not going to do it. And you didn't slide out of the Are you chair? a fan of both those parties? I am a fan of he both slides, those bro. parties. He slides, bro. He slides. So you're the one. Yes. That D train stops at my station. <laughs> However, Dana Brooke. Oh, yeah. On the low. Oh, yeah. Watch how she fills up Bobby Roode. Yeah, I saw I that. I wasn't, I, I wasn't happy with that. Oh, yes. I peeped yeah, it. I wasn't happy nice with try, that. Dana Brooke. I saw you. I wasn't happy with that. But it was funny because I'd have done the same thing. So, yeah, one hoe knows another. So, shout out to Dana Brooke. I was on to I you. mean this ten times as seriously as I meant it about Finn Balor, but also annoyed. Bobby Roode severely misused as well. Yeah, but I think he's not getting himself over, dude. I, I have issues with him, but let's move on to somebody who I don't have issues with, which is Ruby Riot. Jesus. Well, here's the thing. Um, we know we're all gearing up for uh, Bailey turns on Sasha volume 29. Can we just get to it? That was at the first it? NXT they did in Brooklyn, which was, th- was it three years ago now? Yeah. And they're just now sort of half getting to it in WWE. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's, it's like I, I've said, like I, I think I said it on the last episode. There's a lot of matches coming up on SummerSlam that. I'm looking forward to the matches, but I really hate the buildup. So it's just I really want SummerSlam to come and then see what happens after. Let's move on to like the highlight, the big thing that happened on Monday. Cause yo, dude, honestly. Well, well, well. I don't know who's back. I don't know who that dude was that had the Dean Ambrose shirt on, but uh, that dude was jacked as fuck. Somebody ate Dean, Am- Dean Ambrose and put on his shirt, and that's who we saw. Do me a favor. Don't say that around uh, Teddy. Well. <laughs> Somebody swallowed Dean Ambrose whole. Again, don't say that around put Teddy. Put on his tight black T-shirt <laughs> and Renee went Young out on does the- is her business. But, uh, yeah, Dean Ambrose looks good. New haircut. Once again, a new haircut can make a totally new man. He looks good. Unfortunately, he was standing next to Seth Rollins. But yes, the crowd was very happy to see Dean Ambrose. I, I, one thing I got to say about Dean Ambrose, I really don't see him 
doing the same character he was doing before, looking the way he does. Well, let's. So I feel like I feel like there's there's something that's going to be changing. Well, the old character, you know, was running its course. We were yeah. getting a bit, you know, tired of it. Without question. So I, I look forward to seeing what he does with his new gimmick. My favorite part of him coming back, Renee, who was on commentary, didn't say a word. Which I was they're, surprised they're by. I know. Because the thing is that, which is something I wanted to bring up as we got to the end of, of Raw, I was really, really, really happy with Renee Young. Like, total props go out to Renee Young. Yo, She's great. Homegirl, we have given you shit in the past. Why? She's great. Well, you know what? I think we've given her shit in the past because of... Um, why you gave, shit, gave her shit in the I past? Mean, she's like I think, I think it was good. the I think it was the, the, the attire that she's sometimes worn. And then also how she could kind of be... When she comes into the ring for those in-ring segments, mm-hmm. she's horrible at it. Really? Because it's... I always I, thought she was, like, so good ESPN was going to steal her at some point. No, but see, the thing is, she is that good that ESPN could steal her because she's great when she's behind the desk doing those pre-shows. She's amazing. But when she goes into the ring, it's almost kind of, kind of feels like, uh, I got to do this shit. All right. Yeah. And then and then the, the interview she does tends to fall flat. So we crack jokes in her. But this Monday... She has become the Doris Burke of the WWE. And if you don't know who Doris Burke is, she is an announcer in the NBA for, you know, ABC, ESPN. She's she's an amazing announcer for basketball. And I think uh, Renee Young did a great job. They don't play up her and Dean on camera, which I think is fine because what could be very cool is you have an amazing opportunity one day for a heel to really just like hit that next level in a Dean feud to go over and start with Renee without a prompt. Like once they set it up that they're dating, you see it coming. If they cold play it, you know, shouts to cold play the band. And then all of a sudden the guy just goes and starts talking to Renee and then Dean steps up. They're like, Oh, is this real? You know, that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. I got you. But I think they, they had to do that because everybody knows that they're a thing. So her staying quiet was the right move, I think. But um, let's move on to SmackDown. I There's a lot of stuff that's lacking for SmackDown. Well, one of the only matches I'm looking forward to at SummerSlam is Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Unfortunately, Carmella will be there too, but if the camera doesn't pan to her too much, I think it's going to be a good match. But yeah, they started SmackDown and, mm-hmm, yeah, good times. Good times. <laughs> good times. Okay, if that's how you. And then Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville came out, and I'll be honest, I made a sandwich. But um, yeah. And what, what kind of sandwich did you make this time? Salami and turkey with a little bit of horseradish. It's good. No cheese. Shouts to horseradish, by the way. Underrated compliment. Uh, yes. Condiment. Doesn't there. get enough props, in my opinion. No, yeah. no, it doesn't. No cheese. No cheese. Damn, man, that's not that's not a sandwich. It is a sandwich. You know what? You suck. What are you a cheese connoisseur? You suck. Anywho. Uh, yeah, speaking of cheese, SmackDown was a little cheesy because not much went on. I mean, the Bludgeon Brothers took on a triple threat. The New Day took on Sanity. Andrade well, let me Cianamas. casually say the triple threat as if they're a thing. <sighs> it was three local guys who were all wearing non-matching ring gear who they announced as, announced as the triple threat. I, Yo, was, dude, I was giving them more was, respect than they got on the show. It was just like casually breezed through the triple threat. It was basically it was Bam Bam Bigelow, Shane Douglas, and uh, whoever the other, Chris Candido Yo, dude, from, they from was ECW. So random. It was as if like they just got some three random dudes, found some like leftover ring gear in the back, and was like, 
Here, turn, throw this on. And some of that shit even fit them dudes. So it was like, so, yeah, yeah. They might as well have called him the people. Yeah. That's equally as generic as the triple threat. Yo, you know what would have been even better? If, if like, they would have just came out and, and, and you would have seen them in the back with, like, some agent saying, hey, you want to make 50 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> what do I got to do? Just go out there. Just pick him out of the crowd. You guys yeah, saw Beyond the Mat, right? Um, yeah, Andrade Cien Almas took on Aiden English. You know what? I wasn't mad at it, but I was. And again, yeah. I go back to you're basically using Cien Almas and Zelina just to freaking. I love how you say both those names, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. I don't say them that well. I try. I say Andrade, Cian Almas, and Zelina Vega. That's how I say it. My word. <laughs> say it. You say it. How you say it. It sounds so good. Andrade Cian Almas. Oh, my God. Y Zelina Vega. Oh, my. Very Telemundo. Yes. Those are main event Coming names right next. there. It's Mari um, I didn't know where this storyline was going. Were we doing this to push Rusev? Were we doing this to push Lana? Were we doing this to push Andrade? And now you're throwing Aiden in. I, I don't that's know where the, we're supposed to go. That's the problem because it's it's not really hitting on all cylinders the way it should be. Who is this going to propel? Was Nobody. Be the, this is the floundering zone. We don't know what yeah. we're doing with you. We're just putting you in matches with each other for a few weeks. The term is treading water. Yes. Treading water is the term. And to stick the knife in and twist it, they're fighting on the pre-show. Which starts at about two in the morning. In so a, wake in up a, early. In a in a mixed reverse domestic abuse, oh, abuse God, match. That what was it you call it? It's reverse domestic violence. Exactly. Is, yes. That's yeah. That's a tough rewatch on the WWE Network. There should be a way you can watch the pay per views without the parts where the men beat the shit out of the women. Because I'll be watching a pay-per-view from like 97 and my wife will walk in and she'll see like China getting the shit beat out of her by Chris Jericho, which at the time seemed fine, but in 2018 seems terrible. She's like, what are you watching? She goes, you're okay with this? And I'm like, no. And she's like, then why are you watching it? I'm like, because the next match is good. Like, I don't know how to explain (laughs) it. I wish I could just like, you know, watch the non-fucked up version. The good old days. Oh man! Shout yeah. out to keep me the too. cursing, keep the f bombs, keep the middle fingers, all that good jazz. Just the reverse, just uh, the domestic, domestic violence. Yeah. The, not the reverse, the actual domestic violence that's true, that's that true. took place for about twenty years. Go ahead. Yeah, that's true. Um, yo, dude, Shelton Benjamin. I thought he was dead. Oh, that's exactly what I wrote in my notes. It says Shelton Benjamin still works here. Like, yeah. Can I'm I tell sure. a quick story about Shelton Benjamin? So I went to when I was in Orlando, WrestleMania. Went to the Bruce Pritchard, Jim Ross uh, Q and A. Someone asked a question, I forget what it was, but it was somewhere along the lines of, you know, all the people that you brought into WWE, anybody that you saw doing better than they ended up doing. And Jim Ross actually got, like, worked up when he started talking about it, and he was like, I'll tell you one, guys. And this is before he made his return. So this is when Shelton Benjamin's still in New Japan, whatever. It was Shelton Benjamin. He was like, I thought he was going to be a superstar, and everybody else in that class was a superstar, and I, I let that boy down. And he literally started oh, crying. Shit, he almost word? started crying because he knew this guy could have been a star. And he's like, I did not go the extra mile to make sure he lived up to his potential. Because if you've ever seen him in a match, he's never had a bad match in his life. Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, they're all superstars. Shelton Benjamin's the one from the bunch that isn't. Jim Ross to this day doesn't forgive himself for it. Wow. Yeah. Not it, to bring this thing down or anything, but... Shout out to Shelton Benjamin's mama. That's all I can remember from his uh, career. Oh, yeah. All I, when I, when I, the first thing I think about when I hear Shelton Benjamin is mama. And that's terrible because you yeah. should think of like a five-star match at WrestleMania with Kurt Angle or something. Yeah. 
Oh, with Brock Lesnar. You know, I'll tell you someone else who should feel like they let somebody down is whoever lets Jeff Hardy put those uh, those contact lenses in. Tara loves those because he can see with his eyes closed. Tara gets a big kick out of that. Shout out to, <laughs> to the Glamazon on wherever you are. She's jet flying. She's t- Tara Flair. I don't know where she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea where Shout she is. Shout out to her Instagram. Am I Tara's replacement right now? Is that what I am? Um, kind of, sort of. Yeah. More, more, more like uh, a, a gray substitution. Hmm. Oh, oh! Shout out to the worst Mendoza. Um, <laughs> so, as SmackDown came to its climactic finale, Samoa Joe, with his dead eyes, <laughs> said something to AJ Styles. And I'll be honest, I just turned off the television. Just let these two beat each other. I don't want them to talk. Stop letting Samoa Joe speak. Just let him go out there, beat someone senseless, and go home. I enjoy Samoa Joe speaking because he's amazing on the mic. I'm just, I don't want to hear anymore. I just want to see, I just want to see a fight. <laughs> Samoa Joe winding up on SmackDown and this whole thing with him and AJ Styles playing out is to me the, the most exciting thing going on in WWE right now. I know there's potential. Hot take. But the, um, okay. the, the wind up, you know, the wind up, like just... Just finish me off. I love that. I'm going to beat you up and sign the contract, and there's nothing you can do about it when it's like clearly something from Microsoft Word with no legally binding. (laughs) It's like the worst contract ever. Like, if you've ever seen one of these contracts, it looks like an email printed out, and there's no space to sign. And you're like, are you kidding? Every contract signing in the middle of the ring, it's the same form. The only thing bolded is the wrestler's name. Yeah, exactly. And then there's a line, and it's like, yeah, whatever. Shout out to the contract signing. So now that we're done with SmackDown, this is going to be an amazingly huge weekend filled with wrestling, wrestling events. How spoiled are we in New York City, by the way? Oh, my God. Every summer, we're just like, we'll go to all that. We're more spoiled than Tara is on a freaking Wednesday afternoon when we're recording. Have you seen her Instagram? It is interesting, to say the very least. The post I found interesting about how Uber was trying to charge her for... uh, isn't someone, that what Uber does, charge you? No, but Uber was trying to charge her for someone that vomited in their cab after she had oh, taken the cab. So, no, so, no. so she, she put them on blast on, t- on Twitter and everything. And, like, no lie, about five minutes later, they were like, uh, so please check your personal account. We have refunded you. Mm-hmm. We have sent you a message. And they refunded the money and everything like Tara that. Tara don't play. She don't yeah. play. Yeah. Shouts to Peter Rosenberg, who does his podcast exclusively from the backseat of an Uber, by the way. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I know. I've heard, I've heard the background. <laughs> still sounds good. West Side Highway still sounds good. Yeah, he's got some good equipment. But I've got one question, Sonny. Will Ricochet be fighting anytime this weekend? Yes, he will. Oh, So we're going to go into our NXT predictions. Are you a Ricochet we- fan? I slid out of my chair, Scott. I slid I tell you. I'm not going to lie. I like Ricochet, I feel like, in a similar way. <laughs> so you slide out of your chair? I, he, I like that guy a lot. I really do. Sonny, I like Scott, and I always have, and I've asked you to bring him on. Meanwhile, <laughs> really you waited. met him today. I don't know why he waited so long. So we're going to go into our NXT TakeOver predictions. So we're going to start off with the one of the non-title matches. Now, listen, we're recording on a Wednesday, so there may be more matches announced, but as of right now, we have five matches. NXT is pretty good about, they have their plans laid out. Yeah, it's exactly. very rare that they drop in. A, actually, we're going to do Takamichi Noku versus yeah, Dick I mean, Togo. If by chance they add in a match after this episode. Don't blame us. Exactly. So we're going to start off with EC3 versus the Velveteen Dream. Fuck um, <laughs> Shout out to Ruby. Where, where is Ruby, Sonny? He won't return my text messages. Um, Stop stalking him. <laughs> you say stalking. I say 
living. Anyway, EC3 has my vote. What about you, sir? Um, I personally think Velveteen Dream is a future star. EC3, I think, is a nice serviceable piece here. I, I think agree. they're crazy if they don't have Velveteen win, and I think they're crazy if they don't milk this Hulk Hogan thing. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but Hulk Hogan tried to reach out to him. Hey, brother, good job, brother. And he goes, nice yeah. try, Terry. Yeah, so. that's it. Yeah. No way. Oh, you didn't hear really? a story? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, right, tell the story, dude, because it was an amazing story. So, you know, Cliff Notes, you guys all know Hulk Hogan's deal, and he's, you know, on a recent apology tour. He's getting reintegrated. And, and uh, let me interject. Sure. A very poor apology tour. I wouldn't call it an apology tour. It's more like a, an apology uh, little morning show on the on, uh, morning concert in Central Park. I wouldn't even call it a tour. Dude, that shit's a fucking dude standing on the corner of Times yeah. Square playing drums, bro. Yeah. It was, it's fucking hard. That's a better way to put He's it. He's doing a naked cowboy routine. Of so, apology. dude, naked cowboy at least is, in, is freaking legalized. Ah. Dude, it's it's really trash. So bro. he reached out to Velveteen for And he what? you know, he he shouted him out on Twitter to just be like, Hey brother, big fan of your work. Might be good to have Hollywood in your corner one day. Uh Hollywood Dreams got a nice ring to it or something like that. He did not. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, that yeah, was desperation did. of a uh, yeah, it was, happened a while ago, dude. And and Velveteen, who let's be honest, he's you know, he's in his twenties, he's a rookie. Obviously Hulk did what he did, but anybody who's on a different level than you, you don't necessarily have the wherewithal to call them out without knowing how it's gonna reflect on you. He just tweets back like, hey, does have a nice ring to it, but Velveteen's a solo act. And then he ends it with, nice try, Terry. Wow. <laughs> now, here's the little caveat that makes it that much sweeter. You do realize that it was Hulk Hogan that voted Velveteen Dream off Tough Enough yeah. when he was on Tough Enough. Yeah. Um, his, I know his first name is Patrick. I forget his last name. I do too. But that's a good thing, by the way. Yeah. That we don't remember his real name. No, exactly. He's become Velveteen Dream. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a testament it's so, to what a character he's become. Yeah, like that. That testament. Yeah. You're but right. But here's what I'm saying. If you think about it, look. I know Hulk. You got a lot of apologizing to do. I see a Daniel Bryan slash Miz type slow burn here, where there could be a package down the line that starts with Tough Enough, goes through this Twitter thing. I say he comes out on his tights. He has hashtag nice try Terry on his tights this weekend. Because you remember his last match, he dressed up Yo, like Hogan. He had the boa. Shit. He had the red and yellow in his match against you know Cassiano or Ricochet, whoever no, no, it, was, it was. It was against Ricochet, but yeah. it, was also, it was it was it was it was a dual play where it was a cat. It was a throwback to uh, Ricochet when he was Prince Puma as well. But also so, it was a Hogan. I mean, he had yeah, the boa. But, is it, but yeah, know. exactly. Yeah. But it, it's it has a it, it serves a dual purpose. But uh, yeah, it. Oh my God! You don't wear red and yellow in a bow in WWE without somebody okay. Of course, you know what of I mean? course. So I'm just saying this could be down the line. I don't know if he ends up in a manager situation like Hulk suggested, but maybe Hulk's managering somebody else against, you know, Velveteen. I Dream. can see that, but you know what? It's going to be a long if way it, before if, we have him feuding with African American wrestlers and it being okay. You know, but that's if he, the problem. If he rocks with nice try Terry on the back of his tights, that's the best thing I've ever seen in my dude, life, dude. He will be because heel Ziggler. He will, he will be added to my list of wrestlers I follow, like Elias and the B team. Here's why I think it's possible, right? A Triple H runs NXT, different standard. B. I remember the first time I saw a heel written on Dolph Ziggler's tights, and I was like, "Wow, I've never seen the word heel said on WWE, written on WWE." Somehow he let this fly. If he pitches this to Triple H in the right way, I think Triple H goes for it. Um, that's yeah. the thing that I care about here. EC3 serviceable guy for sure. Velveteen has to win. All right, so uh, let's run down the rest of the card. So we have Adam Cole versus Ricochet for the oh, NXT Ricochet. for the oh. NXT North American Championship. No. All right, so I think I know what 
Teddy's going to say, but go ahead, Teddy. Who do you pick for this match? I'm going to have to go with Ricochet uh, on that one. Sorry. sorry to guys. win? Yes. Are these predictions or is this what we want to happen? I think with Teddy, it's both. Yeah. I'll be honest. My answer is the same both ways. You got to go Adam Cole here. So so is so is Teddy's. And Teddy's answer is both ways. And too. I love Ricochet. I like Ricochet so more than I, I like Adam Cole. But this is an easy situation where you come out of this match ideally with Ricochet still getting over like hell. This was a great match, but Adam Cole hangs on to this title and he builds this long reign like RVD in ECW with the TV title. So do you project a dusty finish with this? No, I picture actually like a maybe like a, a roll up or a, some some savvy win roll here. up with the with the with the legs on the on the ropes and oh you know it'd be a great finish oh man I just watched SummerSlam '92 bold he goes for the the uh, the summer the sunset flip and then Bulldog just pulls him down and gets that quick three count that'd be a great finish here after a five star match all right I'm just well, saying that's possible uh, moving on the NXT Tag Team Championship undisputed error versus. Mustache Mountain. Worst tag team name ever, by the way, but great name for a beer pong team. True. Who you got, Teddy? I don't even know these people. What? Get back to Ricochet. I thought you were going to watch NXT. These are good people. I did watch NXT. Ricochet's matches. That's it. I'm not watching anything else. Ricochet's so good. Is that what you thought I was saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No. These guys are really good. All four of these guys. These are the Mustache Mountain so, is the British guys. So, so for a legit prediction, who you got, Scott? So my prediction is the Undisputed Era because I, same thing with Adam Cole. I think these are, you know, you have a nice heel stable going. You want to keep this going for a while. I know that they've traded the title on house shows actually recently or TV matches. I would keep it on the Undisputed Era, which I think now at this point is Roderick Strong. And uh, who's left on the other end? Kyle O'Reilly. I would keep it on them. This is going to be a big match. But I want to say something here. We had this in the news notes. We didn't get to it. Matt Riddle is the biggest free agent in the indies right now. He's a super stud. He looks like Kerry Von Erich. Exactly. Right? He's a former UFC fighter. Got popped for marijuana. That's why they didn't touch him for a while. But he's coming in. He's probably debuting this Sunday. I think if he does make a non, I'm sitting in the front row and waving like Princess Diana. Oh, yeah, he's, he's coming in for this match. I think it would be nice in the tag match. Maybe him and, and Keith Lee as a team come in and say, hey, we want the next shot. Or maybe in that sh- match we just talked about with Adam Cole and Ricochet after that. But I'm going to this show, and I'm wearing my Matt Riddle T-shirt because I am a smark. And he's my favorite wrestler outside of WWE. All right. So with that said, before we get to the two final championship matches, I'm going to let you know my, my picks. I think Velveteen Dream is winning. Good. I think Ricochet is winning. Nope. And I think the Undisputed Era is winning. Yeah. So NXT Women's Championship match, Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. Who you got, Teddy? <laughs> I'm not doing this with you tonight. <laughs> no. Too easy. I'm shooting it over to this gentleman over here. I think Scott. Kyrie Irving's going to win because I w- wait, hold on. Kyrie Zane. Wait, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving? That's the wrong sport. Oh, <laughs> shit. Actually, oh, it's not Kyrie Irving? No. Kyrie Zane. <sighs> then, yeah, I think Shayna Baszler. Look, here's how I feel about this. I'm, a, I'm actually, that's a, I, I, you know, I'm a little bit annoyed because I was at the first ever NXT here in Brooklyn. Sasha Banks and Bailey was no joke, one of the best live matches I've ever seen. 
you know, sex aside, it was literally one of the best live matches I've ever Yuck. seen. And I've probably been to, you know, 20 ECW shows. And if I had to rank top 10 matches, eight of them would have been from ECW. But I was, at, 22. I was at Cactus Jack, Triple H at MSG at, at Royal Rumble. That was a great match. And to see how far they've come in the wrong direction at NXT with the women's division, they haven't resupplemented it with the proper stars. I care so little about this match. It's not even funny. I apologize. But I do think you continue to build the monster here with Shayna. It's not the time for Kyrie Irving. I would go with Shayna Baszler here with the prediction and who I think should win this one. Yo, I, just I do think, like Kyrie Irving. Honestly, I really want to see now Kyrie Irving in, in like that white attire that Kyrie, Kyrie Sane. Sane. I keep saying Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. That Kyrie Sorry, Sane Kyrie wears. <laughs> see, and just see Kyrie Sane play on the Boston Celtics. That I, just, I really something. want to see that right now. That should say something about how little I care is that I keep saying Kyrie Irving by accident. Kyrie Sane, I think, should lose here. But I do think she's good. I like that elbow drop off the top, although it's sad that that's yeah, her move. And, and Velveteen has a better one earlier in the card. Well, I'm picking Shane and Basler for this match. And it's Baszler, so that's just as egregious as me saying Kyrie Irving. Even more so because mine was a purposeful joke. But go ahead. Is it Baszler or Baszler? Baszler? <laughs> Shayna. You know what? Shayna McMahon. Yeah, exactly. So let's move on to the last man standing match, NXT Championship. Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano. Who do you have, Teddy? I'm actually going to say Johnny Gargano. Just because he's a fan. No, there are a lot of... He's a fan? No. Yeah, He's I, a fan I, of this podcast? Prob- probably. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> no, a few of our hosts are fans of his. So I've heard his name and I've actually watched Are you stuff. not a big NXT guy? I'm not. Are you going to no, go he, on Saturday, though? He's, no, a, he's a Ricochet fan. Sonny has me working. Dude, like I know you're doing the interview. Like I, I can't do anything. <laughs> My weekend is booked. But but you're doing the interviews outside. Are you not going to go in afterwards? I'm not going in. What if someone comes up to I'm you, same way they came up to Sonny, and say, Teddy, I have a free ticket. My friend left. No? Can't do it. First of all, I don't flirt as easily as Sonny does. And secondly... The fuck? I don't flirt! Yes, you do. Secondly, legally, I'm not allowed near Ricochet. So, (laughs) with that said, can we get to SummerSlam? We are going to be filming, like, about 100 feet from Barclays Center. So, so why do you like Ricochet? Just from, like, looking at photos of him? He did this flip over the top rope and landed... Oh, on his feet, and then, then, like, went to talk to him. It wasn't even a move. It was just, like... the smoothest thing I've seen outside of Pornhub. So I immediately, <laughs> I did my research. I've been following him on Instagram. Yeah. Following stuff. Following stuff. Yeah. Whatever. My boyfriend is in love with him. We we, we DM him. He's so good. It, it's, it's a thing. Are you guys DMing, tag team DMing? We are tag team DMing Ricochet. Like, it's this close to Ricochet going, that's him, officer, right there. Like, we're this close. But he's an amazing athlete. Fantastic. So between him and um, Nikki Cross. She's the only other person. Really? I've never heard those two names in the same sentence. I know. Like, I find those two interesting in NXT. The rest of the show, I'll see you when you get to the big leagues in SmackDown and Raw. All right. Speaking of which, shall we get to SummerSlam? Oh, I just want to give my oh, prediction for the main event. Well, I think yeah. I think that Johnny Gargano wins. That's the only way. Now that Aleister Black's out of this match, that's the only way for this to feel like a big finish to a Brooklyn card. Johnny Gargano's a fan favorite. I think he leaves with the title here. However... As we leave NXT, I want to take one final moment to say it is a crime that my boy Pete Dunn is not anywhere to be found on either of these cards. I think he's the best wrestler in the WWE. Well, who knows? But I will finish off NXT by saying it's unanimous. Johnny Gargano, I think, is going over. So uh, with that said, let's move on to SummerSlam. And we're going to run down this card because there's a... I mean, dude, there's fucking... There's only 41 matches. Yeah, Jesus. The show starts at 2 in the morning. 
on Saturday. And that's the main show. The pre-show starts Friday night. So um, let's start off with the kickoff show. Let's start off at the kickoff show. <laughs> uh, while you're all enjoying your morning pancakes, Peter yeah. Rosenberg will be introducing the... Uh, yeah, so on the kickoff show, let's start off with Rusev and Lana versus Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega. Even to the E instead of the N. I love yes, it. Yes, I did. Oh. That's right. Teddy, who you got? Rusev and Lana versus Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega. Who you got? Merp. Shout out to Tara. Oh, God. Sorry again for me on that one. You started with that shit again? Yeah, I'm not doing this with you, Sonny. All right, Scott, who you got? I'm going to go Merp. Shout out to Tara. <laughs> Yo, dude, see, really? See, thank you. No, I'm just kidding. I will say, look, for this one, this sucks because there's a lot of people that are great. I, I want to say at least they're on the card, but they're kind of not. Um, I actually want to see Almas and Vega win because of a weird screwball thing with uh, Aiden English because I want everybody to come out of this on top. You know what? So, Scott, yep, I agree with you. Um, I think that's what's going to happen, and Aiden English is going to shit the bed. Moving on, uh, Raw Tag Team Champions, the B Team versus the Revival. Who you got, Sonny? Merp Alicious. Sonny, I'm done here. I'm calling the Uber as we speak. Oh, Please. come on, man. Oh, fucking guy. Who you got, Scott? I'm not quite on that level, but I'm with you that this tag team division sucks. I wish that the Revival could just become a thing. I think your idea to have Arn Anderson uh, manage them is fantastic, but I don't think they value uh, good wrestling as much as they value characters, and for some reason the B team is hitting. So I think the B team wins here because, as you'll hear, I am picking a title switch on the SmackDown end, and I do the kind of general card math and kind of make my picks that way. So I'm going to go B team. All right, well, I'm agreeing with you because I'm going for the B team as well. And the final match on the pre-show, the or kickoff show, is Cruiserweight champion Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak. Who you got, Teddy? What? Cruiser? What? Cru- oh, God. Cloudy with a chance of murp. Sonny, get to the main show already, please. Fucking guy. Who you got? I'm going to go with Dean Malenko. No, I'm, <laughs> yes. I... No, I no, here's the thing. I, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed by how little I care about the cruiserweight division. I saw Cedric Alexander uh, wrestle Bobby Roode at Madison Square Garden, the theater, mind you, but at Madison Square Garden for NXT a year ago. It was a fantastic match. It sucks how fall, far they've fallen here. I never watched 205 Live. I'll go Cedric Alexander because I don't think there's a reason to change the title, but if there is, I wouldn't know anyway. So, Well, I'm going to say this. I think Drew Gulak is going to win because the dude is charismatic as hell, and that show needs some charisma to kind of like carry the the show on his shoulders so uh let's move on to the main to the main card so we have elias performing his greatest song at SummerSlam. if you smile a lot of people are saying that might happen oh okay so teddy what song do you think he's gonna play i'm not doing this with you sonny i'm not doing this with you scott you have an idea what song he's gonna play I, I could care less what song, but I hear that The Rock might make an appearance, and this might be where it's at. That would be the only thing that saved SummerSlam if Jesus. The Rock came out. You know, the last time I went to Barclays for a show was when uh, it was a Raw and The Rock came out. Was what? Is that the night him and Lana slept together? When they did that skit where he, she, he took her back to the hotel? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good, good stuff. Yeah, good yeah. Stuff. That was, you know what, that was the last time I was there for a non-NXT event. So, yeah. Moving on, let's go down to the United States Championship match. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. So, Teddy, who do you got? Oh, there it is. Merp Orama. I'm done with it. Just end it. 
All right, Scott, who you got? Nakamura. All right, cool. Moving on to the next match. Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Who you got, Teddy? Jesus. Break out the penicillin. It's going to be a case of murpees. I'm not doing this with you, sir. <laughs> the fuck, nope. man? Mm-mm. Oh, Jesus Christ. Scott, who you got? I'll go with The Miz here. It makes no sense to have Daniel Bryan win if this is going to keep going. You know what? I, I think The Miz is going to pull it out, but we'll see. Don't say anything, Teddy. All right, moving on. SmackDown Women's Champion, Carmella versus Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch in a triple death match. Oh, God, should I even fucking bother asking? Um, Teddy, do you have a prediction? Finally. Yes, this is when real wrestling will kick in. Okay. Oh, so you have a prediction for me finally? Yes, I do. Anything oh, with the name Flair, fucking time. book it. Except when you're doing your taxes. Woo! But yes, oh, Charlotte shit. Flair, shout out to the nature boy. Nothing bounces higher than his checkbook, except for Jeff Hardy. So yeah, I'm going with Charlotte Flair. What about you, sir? Um, I'm actually not going to go Charlotte here. I think Becky makes more sense for a win here. I I've think never liked this dude, Sonny. I've asked you not to bring him back here. I, no, honestly, here's what I'll say. You ever ask me, anyone ask me who are your favorite wrestlers, I always say Charlotte Flair even if they don't even ask for a women's wrestler. She's one of my top five favorite wrestlers in all of WWE. I love Charlotte. My prediction is Becky Lynch here. Um, but I actually, I'm actually going to go Carmella because, yeah, for reasons that I won't disclose. I'm going to go Carmella somehow pulls this out. Um, maybe we're building to a Charlotte and Becky feud here. So maybe they beat the crap out of each other and Carmella wins. Oh, okay. I can see that happening. Um, I'm still going to go Becky Lynch, though. I feel like uh, Becky Lynch is going to be the one that they, that Charlotte and Carmella are going to both chase. But let's move on. Intercontinental Championship match. Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins. And each one of them has someone in their corner. Dolph Ziggler has Drew McIntyre. And Seth Rollins has the lunatic fringe, Dean Ambrose. Who you got, Teddy? Oh, God, no. The only one winning is Tara. She's the only one who cares about this match. She's the only one. Even with the addition of Dean Ambrose, this match is going to suck. How about you, Scott? Shouts to uh, Dolph Ziggler doing comedy all over New York City this week. Um, This match would have been fantastic in, like, 2012. Uh, This year, I appreciate it, just not as much. I'm going to say Seth Rollins wins because I think we're building to a tag with Dean and uh, McIntyre in there as two. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you this. I think Dolph Ziggler's going to win, and I feel like there's going to be some type of weird finish to the match. But let's move on. Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. Who oh you got, Teddy? Oh, my God. Merp with a side of shit. Really? You think these two are going to do something, Sonny? Get these hands, Teddy. I'd love to. But one, one thing at a time now, Scott. You honestly Jesus think Christ. that Kevin Owens can do something with Braun Strowman? Yes. It's like, it's like two manatees flopping on the beach. Nothing is going to happen with these two. Nothing. Jesus Christ. Dude. Nothing. You're, you know, you know, you get to that point, right? Now you said something about holding your hand. Is that is that what I heard you the say? The term is "get these hands," oh, sorry, sorry, and it's the distracted. hottest catchphrase in the WWE, oh. or as Kurt Angle would say, the WWE, <laughs> aka Mr. White Teddy Long. Holla, holla, holla. Who do you got on this one? Um, so I will say, I think the winner of this match leaves with the title. Um, the heart in me wants to say Kevin Owens because that would send Brooklyn home happy, but. I do think they've done a good enough job with Strowman over the past few months that we'd be happy with Braun, too. So I'm going to go Braun here. Nope. I'm saying KO's working out of Brooklyn as champion. But anyway, let's move on to the next match. 
the Royal Women's Championship match, Alexa Bliss versus Rowdy Ronda Rousey. It's time. Who you got, Teddy? Who was that, Vader? Is that, was that what I just heard? Of? That was Bruce Buffer from the UFC. Uh, sorry. Oh, that's right. It's time. It's Vader time. That's Vader. That's I know Vader. Vader when I hear it. Oh, uh, yeah. Rest Alexa peace, versus Vader. Ronda. It's way too early. Way too early. Nope. Not doing it. So It's going to suck. It's going to suck? It's going to suck. It's going to suck. It's going to suck. It's going to suck. So I'm actually going, nope. I think that they're shotgunning this Ronda thing because they don't know how long they have her. I think Ronda wins the title here at SummerSlam. And I think. Wow, really? Yeah, I do. Sonny, I will resign as general manager and quit this podcast if they put that belt on Ronda Rousey. Well, I mean, it's going to happen eventually. So eventually you're going to do that. You said this Sunday. No, but that's why I picked Carmella, because when I do my predictions, I do like an overall uh, card assessment. And since I don't think they're going to swap both women's titles, and I did pencil this one in, that's why I picked Carmella to hang on to it. Look, here's how I think Ronda's going to go down for the year. I think we get this feud. She wins the title. I think the next thing is going to be a natty heel heel turn. We get the natty thing. Then I think natty will win her first championship. Because Natty's never won a championship. It's possible. Yeah, she was. That might diva take it off Ronda for a little bit. That's Diva. Not you know, women. And she was SmackDown champion. She was that's never SmackDown Women's champion. Yeah, recently she had a. No. For a hot second. I'm almost sure. Kevin Wood put this in the comments. She was recently champion. I don't think so. You two talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. Here's How what I'll say. Um, I, and I'll ask your opinion <laughs> on this, Sonny. I watched this uh, here with you. You were in the room, not at my table, but. I thought that the uh, Asuka-Charlotte match at WrestleMania was the best match at WrestleMania this oh, year. by far. But, 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 but not by far, because the w- second best match was Ronda Rousey's match. Okay, no, no. But here's the thing. It was the best... It was, to me, it was the best match on the card that they've totally disrespected by having John Cena fuck up Run out in the middle of it. Run out in the middle to kind totally. of f- to fuck up the whole flow of of Charlotte celebrating. That's the least of it. They disrespected it by actually butchering both Charlotte and Oscar's runs since. Yeah, I almost bought that shirt. They had a they had a shirt on WWE shop that was they do which is awesome every year for WrestleMania they do match specific shirts. Yeah, exactly. And they did one for Charlotte and uh, they did one for Charlotte and Oscar and I almost bought it. But Ronda had the second best match on the show. Next year I think we're building to Ronda and Charlotte. So I yeah. think we're going to go to get there. We're going to have a Ronda and Natalie feud, Natalie feud, and we're going to have a Becky and Charlotte feud, and then eventually we're getting a Charlotte and Ronda. But you know what, though? Even though I see that being a great feud, I really want to see an Asuka versus Ronda feud because I think eventually I think they're you got to build Asuka back up. But their athleticism in the ring, yeah. I mean, I know They've we have ruined to, Oscar. They, oh yeah, of course they totally fucked up with with, with Oscar. But the the match itself. I think will be amazing. For sure. I will say, though, everyone's wondering why they're not going to wait on Ronda. They're butchering the hell out of both these women's divisions. Having the title on Ronda is a good idea, even if she doesn't defend it every week. And I think she will defend it. Yeah. They need it. I put it on her. I hate to be the one to tell you I told you so. Actually, that's not true. I love telling you I told you so. Uh, Natalia Catherine Neidhart Wilson is a former Divas and SmackDown women's champion. Suck on it, Sonny. When did she win the bullets? When did she, when did the, she win the SmackDown Women's Champion? Uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how to read. So Google just said that to me in my ear. But uh, yeah, continuing. Go on. Now that you're bringing that stuff up, by the way, I did my research. Did you? Back to Ruby when he was telling me that KO lost his championship to Brock Lesnar. Where is Ruby? He didn't. 
He lost it to Goldberg. There's only been Sorry. four. There's only been four Universal Champions, and it's KO, Finn Balor, Goldberg, and Brock Lesnar. All right. Well, Ruby, you stand corrected. Exactly. So, uh, moving on to the last two matches on the card: AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship. Who you got, Teddy? Bend over and cough. I can't do this. Just end it. Just finish it. Come on, this is going to be the best match of the of the night. If they don't let Samoa Joe speak, yes, I think he's good on the but mic. The moment you hand he's him a great microphone, on the mic. he's great on the mic. You're you're bugging. Wow, wow, wow. Yes, I think you're wrong. Yes, Teddy is wrong, but and Ted, but Teddy's been wrong plenty of times. But what I'll say is that I do think this has the potential to steal the entire pay per view. I think this is the one match they put on here clearly to please the Brooklyn crowd. And uh, I think it's going to be a great match. And I think this is where you pivot. Give the title to Samoa Joe. Let's have a monster champion on SmackDown. You can still have AJ in these matches. They beat AJ all the time. It's not like you're scared to beat him. You're not beating John Cena here. Beat AJ. Give Samoa Joe the title. Let's move into that that lane of, of booking here. We should have done this a year ago when Samoa had that awesome feud with Brock. But they didn't. Or a year later. Let's make it happen. Give so, the title to Samoa Joe is the first thing this man has said to me all night that I agree with. Boom. Because you look like my ex. I wanted to throw that salt in your eyes all night, and I've been restraining myself. But that, <laughs> take the belt off AJ and put it on Samoa. That would save this pay-per-view. Book it, Roger. Book it. I right. think, how about this hot take? This should be the last match of the night. Yes. Bam, 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 bam. I, I agree with both of you, but both of them. I'm going to say this. Um, AJ's winning, and this is the reason why. They're still trying to pad on AJ's reign as WWE champion Nobody to cares. distance themselves from CM Punk. Um, Nobody cares. Shout out to I, AJ I'm Lee. I'm telling you, man. And By the know, way, fuck CM Punk for suing his buddy Cole Cabana. No, no, no. It's Cole Cabana suing CM Punk. Oh, no. Punk. Sorry. Fuck CM Punk for putting Cole Cabana in a position where he has to sue him for $200,000 in legal bills because this entire time Cole Cabana could have turned on CM Punk yeah. and just went evidence with WWE and said, you know what, I'm throwing Punk under the bus. But he stuck with him because he told him, hey, don't worry about it. I'm a millionaire. I'll cover it. And then along the way, he was like, wait a minute. This is more than I thought. Screw that. Yeah, I actually read the, the story. And based on what I've read. Fuck you, Punk. Yeah, I got to say fuck you, Punk, too. And I'm a fan of yours, but if you did your boy like that, the way it's been reported, yeah, you're a, you're a dick. Bro. The most innocent guy in this entire thing is Cole Cabana. The whole thing is fucked up. But they asked him to take the files down, and he said, I'm going to take him down. And Punk said, don't take him down. I'll cover the legal fees. And he left him up. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's fucked up. But I think that's the reason why AJ Styles is going to continue to be champion, to pad. That time with the with the belt, so Samoa they could Joe. distance themselves Samoa from uh, CM Punk, and that's it. And moving on to the final match of the night, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Who you got, Teddy? Nothing. I have nothing left to give. I'm like a 90-year-old woman's breast. I got nothing left to give. I am tired of seeing Roman beaten. I just want this to end. I don't care who wins. I don't. They can put the belt on Paul Heyman. I just want this to be done. Finish it. Like Mortal Kombat. Finish it. Finish it. Finish it. Sub-Zero wins. <laughs> I, I can't. I mean, Roman is just never going to be where Vince wants him to be. Why is parading him up and down in front of a monster and having him beaten and maced 
and thrown into ambulances. Like, just... I kind of like the fact that he got maced, though. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. I bet you do. You know what? I'm, I'm tapping out here. I'm tapping out. Just end this feud. Just just end it. Please. Okay. So how about you, Scott? Who I'm you gonna, got? I'm going to use this as a way to plug your amazing pay-per-view parties here in New York City. I was at one of your parties this year for WrestleMania when all of us thought, okay, this is finally when Roman beats Brock. Ugh, this is terrible. And everyone's booing him in the arena. And everyone's booing him at the party. And then, no, Brock wins. And we were still pissed. That, in a nutshell, is why, guess what? We as a fan base don't want this fucking feud. We don't care if Brock wins. We don't care if Roman wins. We don't want it. Guess what we want? We want New Japan and ROH who just sold out the garden in 19 minutes for WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, that's crazy. That's what we want. So that's why we care about AJ Styles and and Samoa Joe. We care about Finn Balor and Kevin Owens. But so here's what I think they're going to do to salvage this. Might be Kevin Owens. I know I picked Strowman, so I'll go with that narrative. Well, I'm picking Kevin Owens, though. So Phil and Kevin Owens, but I think whoever wins that money in the bank is walking out of this thing with the title because I know Vince, and Vince is stubborn, and Vince wants Roman to happen, but stop trying to make Fetch happen. Mean Girls is one of my favorite movies. Stop trying to make Fetch happen, bro. It's not going to – you got to get out of here with a pop. It's Brooklyn. you got two more shows to get through on Monday and Tuesday, and they will make you pay if you don't give them a fucking happy, good home, goodbye. So I think Braun Strowman leaves with the title. Get these hands. Got you. One more little thing. Brock Lesnar is not getting pinned. It's not happening. So So it's going to become a triple threat of some or of some sort or somebody's going to disable yeah, Brock. Braun Strowman would and, come in and, on a triple threat. Yeah. Or is some, something's going to happen, but it's Brock is not getting pinned. He shouldn't. Or because, you know, the whole UFC thing. That's not even UFC. Dana White doesn't care if Brock Lesnar gets fake pinned. It's if I'm WWE, I Maybe you don't want him to get pinned because I know he's going to come back and save that. Whatever. But just, you know, yeah. it's just don't put it on Roman. Yeah, I got you. But uh, oh, oh, sorry. I had this written down. Braun Strowman wins with Paul Heyman as his new manager. Oh. Interesting to watch. Or uh, Owens, whoever I, you want. I, I, I doubt it happens, but that would be interesting. It would be very interesting. But, um, yeah, we'll see. So, you know, we'll be at Legends for the SummerSlam viewing party as well as for the NXT viewing party. So if you want to make sure that you're with us, go to YEPILW.com so you could uh, RSVP for a table and uh, come hang out with us and watch some wrestling while we... What are you uh, giving away this weekend? Oh, my God, dude. We're doing the Raffle Slam. Actually, it's going to be dope. We have the WWE title belt. Right. Bam, 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 bam. We have the Intercontinental title belt. Bam, 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 bam. And we have a Universal mini belt as third prize, which is actually fucking sweet, dude. Like, I actually bought these as, like, third prizes, and I had people telling me, yo, you know what? I actually kind of like so that. So it's like a belt that's baked by Melissa. Yeah. Got it. Basically. Wow. Exactly. This way the cupcakes are baked by Melissa. It's a belt that's baked by Melissa. No, I it, do your raffle every time I come. I know, I know. Since so, yeah. we were raffling Ricochet's boxer shorts. Oh my god! <laughs> it, don't, yo, you know don't, what? Don't I, I need, I need to get that because I know Teddy will put in like about seven hundred dollars on that. Literally, shit. you could have everything I've ever made on this podcast. I need those. You would settle for an Irish guy named Ricochet. Nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> nope. Shout out to Ricochet if you're listening. Or how about Rick O'Shea? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, I like that. You know what? From now on, thank you, Scott. We're going to be referring like to the, the dollar Mr. store version of Ricochet, <laughs> Rick O'Shea. <laughs> it's like a, it's a bar on 48th Street, if I've ever heard one. Right? Rick O'Shea's. <laughs> I've had enough Yo, let's of start, Let's start crank calling different bars and just be like, hey, is Rick there? Rick O'Shea? <laughs> <laughs> what is this, The Simpsons? Oh, for God's sake, Sonny. Take me home, please. <laughs> so, um, so before we go, I just want to ask you guys, What's your favorite SummerSlam and SummerSlam match? Let me start with you, Teddy. Um, you know what? My favorite SummerSlam moment, Macho Man Randy Savage marries Miss Elizabeth. There was a whole ridiculous backstory. In real life, they had already been divorced. But as a child, I think I was about eight, nine years old. That was like the King of Queen marrying each other. So, yeah, I'm a big, I, I'm a big softie about that. So that's my favorite moment. Okay. What about you guys? So, uh, Scott, tell me, what were your fav- what's your favorite SummerSlam moment? It's hard to pick one, but I think overall my favorite SummerSlam is 92 because of the atmosphere, 80,000 at Wembley Stadium, that Bretton Bulldog main event, the pop when he wins is insane. Go watch it if you haven't seen it lately. Owen breaking Austin's neck in 97 I think is the single most important moment to happen at a SummerSlam other than the, the wedding, as you mentioned, Teddy. And then some, some matches I just have to shout out. HBK and Razor, the latter match. The second one, everyone talks about the Mania one. SummerSlam 95 was awesome. SummerSlam 98, there was another last match the rock and triple h also awesome recently though we forget about this at the time it was awesome wwe versus nexus that like 10-man tag that was really cool at the time but it's something we'll never go back and watch brock squashing the shit out of cena in 2014 and the best overall SummerSlam. you guys probably forgot about this 2002 here are some matches on that card brock versus the rock that's when the brock won that's when brock won the title Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio, RVD versus Benoit, HBK versus Triple H, Edge versus Eddie Guerrero, and Y2J versus Ric Flair all in the same SummerSlam. 2002, you're welcome, Sonny Sofrito. (laughs) You know what? Out of all those moments, the one moment that always stays in my head, and I'm basically going to repeat it because it's something that Scott just said, the Rock versus Brock, the illest moment of that match was when they both did the kip up, and I was like, "Oh shit, this Brock is legit." And after that, I kind of followed Brock, you know, for the majority of that time. But um, yeah, SummerSlam, honestly, SummerSlam to me is always meant just like that peak moment of the summer when it comes to wrestling, and it's like doesn't matter what year it is, it's always a great moment for me. So. With that said, that's our SummerSlam predictions, NXT predictions, and what we thought about wrestling this week. So thanks for joining us. Um, Make sure you come through to our events. Make sure you check out the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you check out Challenge Mania with Scott Yeager. Make sure you go to the GoFundMe with Teddy on his page. Thank you so much for joining us, Scott. Thank you guys for having me. I'm sorry I took you guys like two hours into this I thing because I'm a long-winded motherfucker. Longest sexual act ever. Sonny, <laughs> is this the end of the show? I'm like yeah. the Ricochet Are you podcast. Sure? I slid out of my chair. Scott. Are you sure this is the end of the show? Yeah, and you know what's so crazy? You made it out of here without a, po- without a freaking disclaimer. Oh, yes. Thank you for that. And it only took me 35 episodes. I mature, Sonny. I finally matured. Sonny? Yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> I'll see you at Barclays. Take us home. So that's a wrap for the episode. Thanks for joining us for the Yep I Like Wrestling Podcast number 35. And uh, like I said, 
Go to our website, yepilw.com, for everything Yep, I Like Wrestling. And uh, on behalf of everyone, my name is Sonny Sofrito, and today I was joined by... The greatest general manager in Yepa Lock Wrestling history. And we will also join today by... Scott Yeager from the Challenge Mania podcast, at Shot of Yeager on Twitter. Thank you, guys. Thanks a lot. Take care. Have a great SummerSlam weekend, everybody. Peace out. Um, but I don't disagree with them. Ruby Riot and don't get me wrong, I can't stand Sasha Banks, but if those are my only two choices, whew, yeah, I'd rather fuck the ring post. Like I'm sorry, I can't, I can't <laughs> deal, I can't fuck deal with this now. Her new hair, her new hair color, uh, kind of fits her. Isn't she Irish? No. No, isn't she Snoop Dogg's cousin? No, not not Sasha. <laughs> Ruby, Ruby. No, I'm going back to why I called. <laughs> She is. You're right, but she's also German. She's German and Snoop Dogg's cousin. That's her.